Blog Talk Radio. Well, we um, return once again to uh, our favorite podcast, Chicago's Legal Latte, and it's great to have everyone with us. We're we're set for an interesting discussion on the podcast today, uh, as we're going to take a look at a, a fairly unique circumstance. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and uh, obviously on Chicago's Legal Latte, we talk about a lot of legal issues from week to week. Try and uh, dive into those just a little bit. And sometimes we find different topics that, that sort of meld together, and that's what we're going to look at today as we take a look first at the, the unique circumstances surrounding people who uh, are going through a divorce and what that might mean to their mortgage financing as they may have to make changes in their residences. So we're going to learn a little bit about that. Joining me uh, for our conversation today for the first time is Myra Rubio, a senior mortgage lender at Neighborhood Loans. Um, she's taken a little time to join us and certainly welcome her. So, Myra, thanks, uh, first of all, for making the time. Great to have you with me today. Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, when I looked at this topic, um, you know, it caught me off guard a little bit. I, I thought, why is somebody who's getting a divorce worried about buying a home? But but when I stop and think about it, I guess it makes sense. As You know, as a couple unwinds their marriage, at least one of them is going to need a new residence, and in those cases they may be buying property. So is that is that the situation we find sometimes that because of the marriage is being dissolved, uh, new arrangements have to be made and people have to look at different uh, residential options and they may be buying at that point? Yes, of course. Uh, a lot of people don't don't think that they have any options. So there's, there's definitely a lot of moving parts to this, and obviously, um, you know, from the legal aspect, I can't answer any questions in regards to that. But as far as financing, I can definitely um, help guide parties in, you know, a proper direction. Obviously, this isn't, you know, something that people are looking forward to doing. But um, there are definitely, um, you know, options for people, whether they sell or refinance or, you know, take some equity out of the house. Um, so there's, there's definitely things that, that are available to, to people that are looking to part ways. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about some of those different scenarios today as we go through our conversation. And um, as you mentioned, you, we certainly can't rely on you for, for the legal service. But just tell me, in, in situations like this, because there are legal documents and agreements being made, does a client still come directly to you for for lending advice and support, or do you have to work directly with their attorneys who might be negotiating other parts? I mean, how how does the relationship change, if at all, in this circumstance? Actually, um, I, I have had a lot of parties come directly to me um, before they even start um, working with an attorney, and uh, you know, everybody is different. Um, but they do like mm-hmm. to do research and like to know, you know, if there there's a possibility um, to even, you know, do something within, you know, their their current situation. Um, so I I would advise. I mean, I I love to talk to people and kind of guide them, and that way I kind of give them a path to to start, you know, on before they speak to an attorney to, you know, that way they're well informed of what their options are. Um, so yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely you know something that they're they're more than welcome to to speak to you know their lender or myself or their attorneys first, whatever works best for them. So there's there's no 
yeah. specific way that they should go about, you know, doing that. And obviously it's a difficult situation when people are going through a divorce to begin with, so it can be very confusing. Mm-hmm. Now, when someone does come to you and say, look, I'm in this situation, um, the, obviously things are a little more entangled from your line of work, do you have a different way of approaching these situations than you would with the, just a, a standard financing, or do you still go through the same steps and same processes? Yeah, it's basically the, the same steps and processes. Um, you know, if somebody's you know looking to purchase a home or refinance a home, they're they're pretty similar in in many ways. It just depends on, on you know the situation, how many properties they own together so that that might make a little bit of a difference but uh typically it's it's basically the the same as any normal transaction would be given the circumstances okay yeah so let, let's let's talk about those circumstances a little bit and, and we're talking with uh, Myra Rubio of Neighborhood Loans today we're learning a little bit about the mortgage process for people who are going through a, a divorce um so I imagine there's different configurations, and let's kind of walk through them one at a time. Um, mm-hmm. If uh, the current mortgage is in both names, um, both people are on the, the loan agreement, um, then is they, first of all, is that the more standard configuration you see? And if so, then do you need to start to figure out, you know, who gets what and, and what their issues are in terms of who may want to keep the current residence? Right. So um, as far as whom would want to keep the current residence, uh, that would definitely be, you know, their choice. Um, and it's mm-hmm. something that they can discuss with their attorney and, you know, put that in writing. Um, in order to remove a person from, from the loan, unfortunately, there's no way around um, removing somebody without refinancing the property. Um, so you would definitely have to refinance. And um, since they're both on the loan and, you know, most likely they're both also going to be on the title. Um, within the refinance, you would just do what's called the quit claim deed um, to remove the other party from the title. Um, so you can do everything simultaneously. There's no need um, to, you know, do the quit claim deed first and then the refinance. Everything can be done at the same time. Um, however, there's just no way that we can say, okay, we're just going to scratch off one person off the loan um, and that's it because, you know, their credit is still going to be on the line if they don't refinance. And and uh, one of the things I've learned in doing this podcast over the years with the folks from LaBelle Law, the, the answer to any question is, well, you know, it depends and there's always exceptions. And um, mm-hmm. from, from your point of view, from the financing point of view, you just mentioned something there where you said um, it's it's – Common then that both people would be on the title. Have you have you seen circumstances where perhaps both people are on the loan, but only one is on the title, or, or vice versa? And does that make it more complicated for what you need to do? Um, you know, it it is possible. I mean, obviously anything is possible in this business. Um, you know, and it just depends on how they purchase the property. Um, but, uh, you know, that, again, would, would be more of the legal aspect because, it, you know, one, okay. one party can essentially be a little jaded if, if they're not on the title. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that, you know, would definitely have to be mutually agreed upon between the, the attorney and the clients as far as, you know, how they would go about that. Now, if you have, um, assuming these are marital properties, but, um, 
you know, assuming that only one party is on the loan, but they're both on title, um, if the person that's keeping um, the home is the person that, that's on the title and on the loan, then all you have to do is do a quick claim deed to take the other party off. Um, so that would be simple. Um, but if the person mm-hmm. that's on the title but is not on the loan, um, then they would have to refinance in their name only and do a quick claim deed to take the other party off the title. And so it's, it's a little confusing, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, if basically if, if the person that's, that's on the loan and on the title wants to take the other person off, then you just do a quick claim deed. Okay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it's confusing because um, uh, we can we can go down a lot of different lines here and, and find different uh, mm-hmm. circumstances. But we're glad we have you with us today. This is uh, uh, Myra Rubio from uh, Neighborhood Loans. You can learn more at morloans.com. Uh, that's uh, Myra's uh, website where you can get some more information. We're going to keep her with us for a few more minutes today and continue the conversation. And you know, um, Myra, one of the things that that comes to mind is if this purchase uh, property was purchased jointly, we have both names uh, on the financing and, and on the title, um, they probably applied for that loan jointly. Now, as mm-hmm. two people go in different directions now and you need to do some financing either to refinance the current home and or buy a second property, do you, does it become an issue then that they each have to qualify individually to um, to keep or, or add another property to their you know, to for where they're going to reside. Um, so in in this case, it, it would just um, kind of look like a situation where a person has a home and wants to buy a second home. That's kind of how we would treat it um, and just pre-approve them. So obviously, um, the the pre-approval is key. Um, each each individual does need to qualify on their own for for the home. So you you basically go through the same processes that you would um, as if you were purchasing, you know, a new home or, you know, a second home. Um, If one party is keeping the house and they want to buy another house, um, then they would just have to qualify with both mortgages. And there's ways um, to structure that um, to where it doesn't show that, you know, that one person is carrying both mortgages on their own because obviously, you know, um, they might rent the other properties. So they're, you know, you can qualify using rental income. So there's, there's definitely creative ways of, of making, you know, things work out for everybody. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good to know because I'm sure people get concerned about what they're facing uh, again, as they're going through this and, and, um, this may be a legal question, so you can bounce it back to me, but I'm just curious, as you mm-hmm. go through the loan application process and the financing and then the closing, meanwhile, there's a divorce pre- proceeding going on, do those two events need to line up in any way, or are you handling the, the residential transaction simply on its own and the timing of the divorce does not necessarily matter to you? Um, that is a great question, and you know, whenever I have conversations with with people that are going through a divorce, um, you know, obviously we would have to consult with the attorney at at that point, um, just to make sure that everything is in writing and that you know all parties agree in the event that somebody were to purchase a home, 
um, throughout the uh, divorce proceeding because we, you know, technically it, it would be considered marital property. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, divorces can, can get a little, you know, uh, ugly sometimes uh, to say the least. So we want to make sure that all parties agree that, you know, nobody's going to go after anybody for, you know, the new property or whatever the case may be. Um, I generally, when I have conversations with people um, and they're going through the divorce, if it's not, you know, a mutual agreement, then, you know, most of the time I just, you know, advise them to, to finish with their divorce before they, they start off, you know, buying a new property or what. Well, um, it certainly has been a very informative conversation today with Myra Rubio of uh, Neighborhood Loans. I want to thank her for joining us today. And, again, uh, I know you may have more questions. You can find them at uh, answers, hopefully, at morloans.com. Uh, Myra Rubio is the person you want to get in touch with there. She's very helpful to us today. And thank you so much, Myra, for being here. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, certainly thank uh, all of you for listening. It's been, uh, as always, a pleasure having you with us. We invite you over to lavellelaw.com to see our entire library of past podcasts and articles from the attorneys at the firm. And we'll look forward to having a conversation with you on our next edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.